Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working night to find morning Tallahassee we're back yay have you missed us it's Scott Cowart and Patty Wilson we're Here. in Patty's Playhouse goodness how did I get top billing I just felt like it it was a first <laughs> for everything you really big that's because I've been holding the fort down holding the fort down for Patty I got, so, a, yeah. I got employee of the week for once <laughs> look at me go executive of the week <laughs> right he's an executive although yeah <laughs> We, still... we have to think of like insane titles because we don't really have them. We'll have to think of something. Okay. We'll work on that. We'll so to... we talk about real estate. We're in Tallahassee, Florida. We were gone last week, so we, we pre-recorded the recording. We were almost gone this week because I didn't have enough gas to get here. <laughs> yeah. So you never know. We'll talk about, about trickle-down economy. It's good to have a show in the can, as they would say. Is the that trickle, what they say? Show in the can. The trickle-down economy that everyone says, we, we don't have a trickle-down economy. The hell we don't. Uh, <laughs> we do have a trickle-down economy. You know why? Because we don't have gas. You can't get your AC fixed because the guys can't get there. You can't get food. You can't get... You can't get you a pool can't cover. get anything. Can't get a pool can't get cover. An inspection. You, you can't, can't get move. about anything. You can't move. It's you cannot move. It's rough out there, boys and girls. It is. Ooh. Stay indoors, as if you haven't been and, for the last year. 
Don't idle at right. Starbucks while That's, you're trying to save your gas. Right. Your fuel consumption. Well, don't go to the new Culver's because you'll be there Culver's. for a while. There's a new Culver's. I didn't know it opened. I didn't either. I didn't drive that way me. today. I drove the interstate today. I did. I'm too busy looking at the gas stations. I totally <laughs> missed the Culver's. I went to Sam's today. Yeah. Sam's is in Wednesday. <clears throat> I was very nice to let people in ahead of me. Very Got my good. gas and left. Is, is and I needed like don't even say I was just topping off. I needed gas. I was on my last quarter. Is your tank on the left or the right? It is on the left. Hmm. My yeah. Ford was on the left as well. Yeah, my- and I pulled in and I got on the left. But I know how to do it if I need to. So I I lucked into if I need to get on the, the gate, um, convenience store, gasoline store at Southwood. In Southwood, and the line was enormous. And then it was like. You know the the heavens had opened up nobody because nobody because no one is in one lane and it's because the gas tank is on the right. But you can stretch it and or you move can your, turn around or move your or, car up or reverse. Well, this poor child ahead of me at Sam's was trying to pump her gas and she had to move it over. She had a little Honda Civic, mm-hmm. so hers was on the right, but she didn't stretch the the cord long enough. Mm-hmm. The, the ones at the, Sam's and Costco are, are very quite long. long. Yeah. And she was trying to pump it upside down, and oh, you can't pump thing. upside down. Do we need to have, like, a tutorial? <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, ooh, we should do a little video about how, how, how to stretch it across your the back end of your car. <laughs> There's a and lot And get to your gas, because she was holding the handle upside down, and, you know, it won't allow it. It wouldn't allow it. Well, of course. But I didn't want to say anything, because I don't want... You know, you're just so scared. Like, I didn't want to offer to help. I didn't want to do anything. Look like you're I just re- sat in my car and waited her. Yeah. Yeah. Probably best. For, that way. It took like 12 minutes for her to pump 10 gallons of gas. Goodness gracious. I know. Was there a limit? Could you go? No, over there was. Could you go? I filled up. Yeah. I have to. My truck. Yeah. Well, oh, my, I got... mine typically would because I put the 93 in, but today mm-hmm. there was no 93, so I had to put regular, and so it was under $50, so I didn't know. I've heard that stations across the country, gas stations, are limiting to 20 gallons, which is a good idea. 20 gallons. I think it's a good idea. But we're old enough to remember the odds and the evens I'm, from the Carter years. Yes. I mean, now those were some lines. I remember it vividly. Sitting, it went by your license plate. Sitting in the back of my dad's Buick Electra 225. My parents had seven kids and had a Maverick. Wow. In one car. Yeah, that's like. Sardine. But that's why I think he bought that Maverick was because of the fuel. Because before that, he'd had a station wagon. But we didn't all go everywhere together. We weren't. We were different ages. So, the older children had their own vehicle. Well, that's good. But yeah, so I remember standing in line at the oh, I Sunoco. Too. I do too. I just with everything, with everything going on, you think of the procurement issues that we're already having. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really going to just exacerbate that. I guess. I mean, that's just crazy. exacerbating. I mean, it's it's going to make it worse yeah. looking or appearing, if not reality. So. It is. I mean, just another thing for 2020 and 2021. Welcome. But Florida is not fed its fuel from the pipeline. Well, you wouldn't know it because people are watching the media and freaking out. Instead like it's of watching. Yeah. So there's that. It's a wave to ride for sure. Or you'll see people on like these moms groups 
which I think fuel a lot of this situation. Literally fuel it. Mm. You know, the panic um, in these mom Facebook groups. And they're like, well, all they have is premium. So get it. That's actually You're you're actually going to get better mileage. Right, but actually there's not premium right now. There was the other day. Right, because at first, when everybody went to get gas, when they didn't need to, that's what was left. You know who we haven't heard from? Who? Our local leadership. The Hmm. city commissioners, the county commissioners, Mayor Daly. Nothing. Nada. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to calm anyone's fears. They're just sitting, hoping it blows over so they don't have to do anything about it. But wear your mask, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, you can wear your mask at home because you won't be going anywhere. Right? (laughs) There's no gas. I mean... Imagine what the Uber Eats is going to cost people. Now, meanwhile, with all this happening, and although people are still not in the office and they're still wearing their mask and we still have, you know, we have no gas that's out there. And traffic is insane. Insane today. I mean, I don't know what they're out doing on this list. They're out using gas, trying to find gas, not finding gas. But it was insane. And, And I'm talking about coming to the station today, roughly about four which I got here at 4.30 because it was really bad. So I don't know what's happening out there. I don't either. But I do know the leadership has not, not not a little bit, nothing. Now, maybe by the time this show airs, they will have come out and told people to calm down. That Stop might. trying to bring 10, 15 plastic gas can thingies to the gas station. I and then see that you morning. have to spend 15 minutes trying to figure out because they have so many safety mechanisms. These days. On them. The, what happened to the good old-fashioned metal metal gas can? Like, and you, I, you just pop the So I wanted to know, like, how long does gas keep? Because mm. it goes stale. Yeah. Gas with ethanol is really only one month, one and a half months before it breaks down. Wow. Non-ethanol can last two to three months, and diesel can last up to a year. I mean, we don't have much non-ethanol exactly. gas. So. Exactly. Exactly. I don't even know if I can put that in my truck. I have to look. I looked at, so I was looking today because I was almost afraid to put regular in my car. Not that I had a choice. I had 17 months Yeah, because it would make it knock. Right. So I I had to put it in, but it said I'm supposed to put in 91 or above, which I've never seen 91, but whatever. So 93 it it is, is what I normally put in there, but because there's 89 and 93. Mm. So, might be like out west yeah, or I'm something. Like, are you trying to tell me just to put in 93? <laughs> so why not just say that? But anyhow. So it said that I can put in ethanol. But I had not read it. Before. Non-ethanol. Yes. Yes. Sorry. We, I know that. I think it's called Sunland up on Monroe. They have well. non-ethanol. I'm sure we can. I just want to read it to make sure. Because I don't mind paying for non I mean, I think it's... Probably better the for your re- vehicle. I mean, the only reason I was paying attention is because I was afraid to put in anything under 93. Yeah, because you don't know. Yeah, I mean, it just, you don't know what you don't know, but I had no choice. So I was going to do it and suffer the consequences, whatever it was. But <gasps> everything's so far so good. So this is Patty Wilson. We're in Patty's Playhouse. We were talking about the mysterious fuel shortage, non-shortage, at fuel panic buying. It's really panic buying. I mean, I hope everything and resolves people... itself soon because you think of the time of year that we're in and vacations that are planned and people that are finally getting a chance to go places, whether they've been vaccinated or feel better because everybody else is. And you think for a moment that you're getting your, you know, your life back in a certain way. And yet 
now plans are changing and there's so many graduations that are finally happening now that people were going to and family reunions mm-hmm. that have been met i mean there's just a lot of that happening i know well it's, we buried my mom we interred her she was right. cremated so last this past saturday which is why i was out of town and luckily it was planned when it was planned well because i came back. home and it was fine until georgia and ah. then i was like we're in trouble we have to think about this i've heard that more than once about georgia <laughs> Right, so this is Joss Stone Pillow Talk. Long time, long time. Mm -hmm. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson at Patty's Playhouse. We play every Saturday. You can listen to our podcast, any podcast platform you prefer. There's like 169 or 70 shows now. Good Lord. And that's podcast. I mean, we, we had sh- radio shows prior to me podcasting it out, but right now it's about 170. Wow. Isn't that fun? That's, a, that's really, really good. Congratulations. We should be syndicated. <laughs> I agree. We are. I mean, I mean at this point. We, we do are. syndicate. Well, syndication and TV is really oh, after no. 24 I know. shows. We're going to have a show. I just know we're going to have radio shows. I mean, not TV shows. Let's I say, just know it. Say, well, your dream has come true. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> no. Welcome but back. I just know it. I know. <laughs> so, we were talking about fuel and fuel consumption. And we have folks that are moving from Kentucky this weekend. We are buying a new home. We think. And I had to break the news to her because she's in Kentucky, so they're not really affected by said colonial pipeline. Well, neither and are I we, had to break the news. No, we're not. We get our so, fuel not from a pipeline. So we get they it from may be tankers. Trouble as well. So yeah, so I had to break it to her, and she's like, "I don't know that she believed me." I so I sent her a few articles. She believes me today, but yesterday I don't believe she believed me. I was wondering, and I don't know if this is true, but with all this happening, whether we should be affected or not affected, we are. And when I was looking, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I wonder if when they are distributing gas, if they make a point of distributing it amongst the interstate first and then working their way into towns because... Well, that would make sense. It would be horrible to have all of these people stuck on an interstate Mm -hmm. versus stuck in town, which is typically where people reside. And I wonder if anybody has come up with a plan or a thought of that. And then I I went to visit a client today who... um, lives in Havana but it's off of that midway exit where that flying J is mm-hmm. and it was packed and they had gas and it was and so I thought well maybe it is working like that I don't know I do know that Biden and the Biden administration has there are limits per state how much fuel can be delivered to each state they've lifted that limit Georgia has removed by executive order uh, gas tax so that it, it won't just pop up. Like the fuel price won't go up so significantly that people can't afford to go to work. I, I did not DeSantis find, did, also de- declared uh, emergency. Yeah, I don't orders. know if that was affected in the price today that I paid, but 
it did not seem astronomical from what I could tell. But I don't typically get 87, you know, that 87. Mm, you get 93. Yeah. Right. So I'm not, I'm not sure what it was, but I paid 285. Is that norm today? It is, depending on where you are. I paid 275 at Sam's Club today. Well, that makes Up sense. north, I paid, I was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, my hometown. I paid 309. And there was no issue. It's just Pennsylvania. I just wonder if the 285 that I paid was without the gas tax. Or no, whatever. that was Georgia that lifted the gas tax. So I don't think we Florida's still have done. it here. He has it that they can't raise the rates. Oh, he okay. can't raise the rates. Okay, but well, I don't did, know if he's did, suspended the tax. It did seem tax. normal. It did seem yeah. normal to me. I that they're just, not going to be allowed to gouge. Well, that's good. I know. I mean, for real. But I would pay it. Like I, I mean, would pay because I, I got to go. I, I mean, I didn't have a choice, and I would have too. But as a general rule, and I hate it. For people who you know are in that situation where they, you know, don't have the money to, mm -hmm. to do that, that would be awful. So I'm glad that that's happening. You just—it's all about balancing that budget. It's really hard. No doubt, for sure. But, but I, I needed to get home to Florida. I needed to empty out a house because we close on Friday. I know that, and we be, needed a rental truck to do it. I know. And gas to but go back it is in it. trickle down economy because it's going to trickle down into your wallet one way or the other if the AC guys can't get to your house or if the food trucks can't get to Publix or Aldi or wherever you go. It's it's going to trickle because people are panicking and you, and you can't blame them. I mean, there it is a real fear that there's not enough. You know, there's not enough, or they're afraid that the prices will go up. But right now, that's going to be artificially limited. Well, I purposely waited, which is what scared me for today. I waited because I knew everybody else was trying to get gas. And so if I had a half tank or three quarters of a tank, I didn't go out to get gas. But then I got down to 17 miles. And I'm like, like now what really? do you do? And so I, I got the theory. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I should have done this. But I, I didn't do it. I but I was glad I got gas today. So thankful here. So if you're just tuning in, I'm Patty. That's Scott. We talk real estate every Saturday on Real Talk 93.3 FM. So how was the rest of your week since, or two weeks? Absolutely insanely busy. Yeah, I you were. Really, Congratulations. Well, thank you. I mean, congratulations I mean, you huge, to us. But yeah, it's been, but I it's, mean, you, I mean you, you just did a really great job negotiating it's, multiple it's, offers. It's, and been, it's been a lot going on again. You kept people, the other agents were complimentary to me. Good. That you kept them informed and you kept up the communication with multiple offers, which seems to be the biggest complaint for agents who submit an offer in a multiple offer situation. They don't know what's going on. I, I was concerned because of the market that we have that if I wasn't over communicative that people would be a little upset. And I also was thinking that because I had many people ask me, with the amount of offers that we were having on different homes, were they offers that were coming directly through us? And I didn't want anybody to think that their offers weren't considered as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because they were. Well, typically, multiple offers, typical situation, you just get an email or a text message from the other agent that you've submitted the offer to, and they say you didn't get it. And they're like, moving on. Right. Scott was kind enough, and so were our sellers, to sign rejections. Yes. So they he they didn't have to do it. It's not the law. It's not statute. Scott didn't have to do it, but he really took that extra step for everyone, and I think that helps people understand. Yeah, and many people are also still out there looking for a house, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want them to also 
stop looking if their offer was not going to mm-hmm. be considered. So I really was thinking about that and just making sure. This is just a courtesy. Yeah. I mean, there, there were quite a few compliments. I mean, obviously, we're not perfect in this, but I really did try to keep everybody informed along the way. So I'm glad it all worked out. And we had some sellers, I mean, some buyers buy, too. So it was just kind of a busy a busy time period. It worked out really no well. No complaints, just busy. No, but a lot of it's just courtesy. Yeah. to tell people administratively it's not as easy or as you know when the, so an offer submitted there's a date and a time that they ask that you respond by it's not a statute it's an it's an offer you don't the seller nor does the agent on the seller's behalf have to respond by that date and time saying counter reject or accept you don't have to no because i put in an offer for one of our buyers and no one was kind enough to do that for us. Mm-mm. So I was constantly, you know, probing them, which I felt, you know, awful about doing that. But at the same time, I, they wanted to know. So it's just a, it's a difficult situation. But I realized that everybody's overwhelmed by the amount of offers, and it's not as easy. It was, it's not as easy as it even sounds as we're saying it right now. But I made a point of doing it, especially because I wanted everybody to feel like they were considered, and that. Because they, they were quite the close. Was. A lot of the offers were quite close in numbers. Correct. A lot of them. And some of them just, some of them were different just because one house that we have is just a different type of house than what we normally do. And so it's not just the offer of money. It's really, is it financed? Are you paying cash? How how are you the doing The terms about? are really... It was completely different in terms of that um, for are normal not that i don't know how to do it or deal with it it's just different and that requires a lot more understanding and education for our seller because they don't understand it they didn't understand why why can't i take this offer what you can but here here's what could happen and that really it will is, come back on the market right because really, no one's believing us so I mean, the home needed a roof it needed ac it needed flooring it needed everything correct with the roof if you've listened to our show before, the roof and the air conditioner and the hot water heater aren't up to the age range that an insurance company wants. They can't get insurance or the insurance wants the repairs and upgrades done within 30 days after closing. And if people don't have the cash to do that, you're sitting in water. And nobody wants to take a home off the market and then put it back on. It has a bigger stigma. So it's just nice to... Tell them, look, it really needs this. And the, and the challenge with that. And people still didn't believe us, even though we were correct. completely upfront about it. And, and the challenge with that really is that even though the financing is good and you may be able to get um, insurance, when you do an as-is contract, as we well know, even if it weren't that bad, they typically like to negotiate after the fact. So pay a lot more, negotiate later. So lock it down, yeah. negotiate it later, and then it's back on the market. And I really was trying to avoid that for this particular seller because they needed to move forward. So it really was not all about money in this case. And people don't believe that. No, they don't. But They're like, we won't ask for stuff. Yes, you will. But all I can do is tell you what I know. Is this part of your playlist for travel? <laughs> Aretha Franklin. Yep. A good one. 850-656-0009. Stick with us.
bulletproof vest when it's getting dangerous. Always make me feel blessed. You're my guardian angel. Welcome back. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Happy Saturday. Hope you have enough fuel for your guest. Right. Hope you're listening at home. I hope that all gets better. I do too. I mean, it's every month something's popping up. Did it feel um, the same in Pennsylvania from a real estate perspective? Or could you tell why you Oh, no. Up, down, up, down, up, down. No. Every... Look, most of the homes in central Pennsylvania are three bedroom, one bath, unless it's a new home and then it's 450,000. Many of the homes don't have central air. Mm. I mean, they're just, and it's still up, down, up, down, up, down. I mean, it's. So same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just everywhere. Up, down. I mean, it, it's, I was like, let's go look in your zip code, Molly. You know, was there? No, there were only two homes in our zip code wow. under 300,000. Two. I mean, that's... Like, Lauren, not going to go look at homes. I mean... It was just for my own entertainment that I would go do that. Since one of our homes was occupied, I asked that she leave for the weekend because it makes sense for showing because I knew there would be so many showings. And I knew within the three days we would have an offer and one of which she would accept, I thought. Um, And she did. So that all worked out. So it's it's like that here, too. It's just so fast. Yeah. Burn and burn. It rained a little bit. It was... So my, we had my mom's service, and it rained before, and then then it, the sky was fine. It was calm and sunny, but it was cold. Like, it was 45 degrees all week. Not the same here. No, it was lush. I mean, it and wasn't I didn't have horrible, a but it, it's, it was it's lush. definitely been, since you've been back anyways, it's definitely gotten warmer. But my and this, face and the humidity swelled up and the, from, from pollen. Like, Sunday morning I woke up, I was like, like I was swole. <laughs> And I'm just now, like, my eyes don't usually have bags under them, but they have. They're back. They're back. <laughs> my eyes, I can see my eyes. I've been only been drinking water and tea. Well, I will say this. Trying to get rid like, of this fluid. It was a few weeks back that we were having the show with Jeremy Parker where we were talking about the dehumidifiers, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I said, I wanted to do that way before we got to this place. Last night was the moment I said, thank you. I'm glad I did this. It was very humid. Because it's so humid and my house feels completely different. Completely different. So I'm so glad that I did that. And I'm glad that I did it before we got into this space. Where there's no... Well, nobody would be able to install it because they can't get there. Because they can't get there. Well, that and I mean, the closer you get to summer, they'll be dealing with everybody's Mm -hmm. AC. It was good timing for you. Right. So I I was just thinking ahead and I was like, oh good times but as far as pennsylvania so harrisburg's the capital that's where i'm from i mean that place has just grown like it is unbelievable they're taking the medians out of uh interstate 83 and 81 they're taking the medians out and just expanding the road how, traffic. how many lanes do they have right now it's four On with both the merging sides are two and yeah. two no it's two and two with the merging lane hmm. but now it'll be four probably on both sides wow i mean the it's just what's the population huge. there it city it's the city and the county so right. harrisburg city is probably like 150,000 mm-hmm. but the county is 250 wow. it's like ours yeah. where the city is almost all of the county but not quite but there's so much more around there's so much more land yeah well, there's also well, there's more hershey i mean there's other towns here that beat it 
we're kind of the city. Even though we're 250, you have to travel to get like central Pennsylvania. That area is probably like five counties. So, and they're all very populous. The largest city to Harrisburg is to the to the east of us is Philadelphia. Okay, how how long of hour and a half? Okay, that's where I went to college, Temple. To the south of us is about hour and fifteen minutes is Baltimore, which is huge. It's nice. That's where it's really nice. Right. Location. So my my point in saying about us versus that is that because we don't Pennsylvania have is such a smaller state in terms of the length of it. Mm. When you look at where Tallahassee is, I mean, you're three hours to Jacksonville, which is really mm-hmm. the closest big city. Well, we're only three hours to, not even really three, but to New York City. Right. So I mean, we have we we can be fed by everybody. Eighty one is a huge truck lane that goes from toronto basically up to canada all the way across right so when you're thinking of interstate wide Mm -hmm. in terms of expanding it it would be because of being so close to other cities i'm sure people live in these areas and then travel and Mm -hmm. back like i like to drive up blue ridge parkway and take 81 and go east to harrisburg and then you hit what's called carlisle which is massive truck depots like massive all these semis are coming in and out it it is very nerve-wracking when you're not used to driving it and the roads are not like florida roads are very narrow and there weren't a lot of potholes i'll give them that but it was very narrow narrow. like tennessee street in college town yeah very narrow driving so i took the turnpike Mm. i was like i'm not doing this it it just takes much longer i'm paying the 470 and cutting across the river so susquehanna river is what divides um dauphin county to what we call the west shore which is another county but it's very populous very different layout. It's just grown and grown and grown. I ate my way through it, though. What was the favorite <laughs> thing that you ate? Where was it? Uh, I would say it was more the experience of it. It was Cafe Camp Hill. It was for mm-hmm. brunch on Mother's Day morning. And they didn't seat. They're like, the kitchen is backed up. So they chose not to seat you. So I had the kids, Molly and, and her husband, sit out in the car with the kids. And I waited inside 10 minutes. Seat, feed you. And it was very nice, very, very nice. What type of food? Um, it, it was just brunchy stuff, Nutella. Mm. Not a lot of avocado toast, so I was very happy about that. But everyone enjoyed it. And you could tell the people were just very friendly and nice. It was It's local place. And it's newer. It's not that old. It was just very nice. Good. It was a good experience. But most of the restaurants we go to are privately owned, not chains. Right. And because I know them, and well, I know the, the people of, own them, the and I. What's the point of going? To I a place love and eating going, Panera. and then I got to go to Wegmans because I Good. needed to get flowers to make my mom's. I made a couple arrangements. Nice. And a girl, I know, walked in. She's like, "Oh my God, you're not even supposed to be here." She's no, like, "I not. saw your head." <laughs> Carolyn, she's thank like, "Why are you here?" What do you say to that? Thank you. I said thank you. <laughs> she was actually. She's um. She's the widow of my friend who I love very much, Bruno Cristo, who passed away a couple years, well, 12 years ago now. But so she's like, she walks in, she's like, my head can't even wrap that you're here. I've never been to a Wegmans. A Wegmans? It's nice. So I've heard, but I've never it's been nice. to I mean, it has everything. Did you bring back any chips? I did not bring you any crab chips back, but I believe Walmart locally is selling them. Really? They have Uts, but I don't go that into Walmart. That explains why I don't oh, know. Chris, get them. <laughs> that I don't explains go why I don't know. Chris goes, but yeah. That's potato chips. I didn't bring anything back. I didn't have time. I mean, that's... And I was there the longest I've been. Usually I go up there three days and back, I'm done. But I was there five and a half days and we were busy. Did you see the whole fam? I did. 
can I tell you? Go on. No one's really listening, are they? Probably, but go on anyway. So the whole thing was, will my brother, my younger brother, show up? Did the, we have bets? The youngest. Was there any bets? There should have been. It should have been like the derby. My youngest brother wasn't invited because he's just whack-a-mole. So then my next younger brother, he's four years younger than me. Will he come? Will he not come? Will he come? He despises me. Hmm. Very much so. But I'm just me. You know, I'm like, woo-woo, having a good time. Fun-loving. Which is why he, he despises you. <laughs> did not. Exactly. But I didn't let it stop me. He did not even look at me. Kept but he came. Kept his sunglasses on, but he came, and I didn't care. He came for my mother, and came. that's what counts. Absolutely. I was like, how much do you really hate me that you wouldn't even go to your mother's funeral? Because right. I was present. But he has avoided other family events because I'm there. So the good news is he hates you less than you thought he did. <laughs> Right? I mean, that's good. But we really had a nice time. How Everyone was... stayed in their lane. I didn't try to approach him. I did have roses for all the moms. Right. So after I made my mom's arrangements, I had roses. So I gave each of them a rose. She nice. took it. She took it from the child, from the little kids. Right. She didn't take it from me. His wife. But it was really nice. Well, good. I didn't let him affect me. And I'm, I'm sure he, you know, I rent space in his head is what I like to say. How was the singer? Her name's Cheryl Kreider. Shout she out, Cheryl. in Harrisburg. Yeah, she was beautiful. Good. She got, she started crying. So my, the siblings read a couple poems, mm -hmm. and she started crying. She got choked up. And she said, we, we played um, How Great Thou Art and On Eagle's Wings, which is a Catholic hymn. And she's like, I only do two, two verses of On Eagle's Wings, but she sang the whole thing. <laughs> like, she took a break, and we thought, oh, Wait, she's done. Did she, so she said, I only, only do two verses because time i don't know oh. but she felt like she just needed to she sing the whole the thing she was in the moment and there was a time when she took a break and a deep breath and i thought she's done and she started singing, she started singing again but it was beautiful i mean i know we're going it to really break was. but i really hate when that happens that's <laughs> like when i'm in the grocery store and i see you and then i see you on the next dial the next dial the next dial <laughs> i don't like it it was beautiful <laughs> it really good. was my sister did a really nice job it was nice so this is Patty Patty's Playhouse. Stick with us. We have one more segment to go. When you first left me, I was one and more. But you were fucking that girl next door. What'd you do that for? What'd you do that for? When you first left me, I didn't know what to say. I never been on my own that way. Just sat by myself all day. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. If you're just tuning in, we were talking no real estate. <laughs> not, not even a lick of it. A little, bit. <laughs> a little bit. We sprinkle it. <laughs> we were talking about central Pennsylvania real estate. It was just like ours. I think it's probably that way everywhere, but the reality is that uh, there's just such limited inventory still to this day. And everything is just moving i wonder if no gas will stop that i mean on i don't think so i really don't i think most people are using a showing as backup to a plan they've that's already existed 
So if everything is, looks and feels the way that it sh- that it shows virtually, I think things it's just you know it's like dating. Like I say, online dating for houses is like going and okay, you're what I thought you were, and so it's all good. So I listen to books but if on it's tape. Not, hmm. I, I listen to books on tape when I travel, and I was listening to guerrilla marketing. It's old marketing textbook style, very informative, and it talked about the old days, print advertising how many times people have to see something before they decide to act on it so it's very much like what you just said about getting out of their car and going to see a property they've gone through that in their head even though they're it's who's the better salesperson even though they're telling the agent they're just looking nobody especially right now will be getting in their car getting out of their driving across town spending that kind of money to go see a home in place if they're not interested so do not allow, like, I always think, who's the better salesperson? Them telling me they're not interested or me con- helping them through the process of being interested more and, and committing to the buy? I think sometimes not interested means they're not educated on what they can do. And that just means they don't know they can buy a house. It's just like when I go so into a Dillard's, con- it's leave not me con- alone. It's not convincing them. It's more of educating them on what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait a minute, I can buy this i can pay less than my rent and i can have you know an extra bedroom and 500 square feet more where do i sign so i think it's education in many cases i think it's the fear of commitment especially with certain age groups it's definitely a fear of commitment that what if i need to leave or what if i'm here for more than five years or what if i have six kids instead of two like all of those commitments and we call that future self like taking the buyer through that process of what does that look like in five years and then don't buy helping them buy the uglier house that has more square footage so that they can make it beautiful and then move on yeah i i mean i think you're right with regards to all that and i do think that especially i'll say 25 and under there Mm -hmm. definitely seems to be a fear of commitment in many cases not only relationship wise but also with the unknown of where they're going to be, what they're going to do, how long they're going to be there. And we have a lot more people in today's world that are hoppers. So they don't stay in one place. So they're much more mobile than I think the people of our generation, which took a job, they stayed for a amount of years. So five years is probably on the low end of where they stayed. I mean, many people stayed five, 10, 15, well, 20 years. Well, recently we've had quite a few that are like, you better stay until a certain date or you're paying capital gains because they're For not sure. even in two years. For sure. For sure. But then again, when that happens, it's typically people who are looking to sell high and mm-hmm. buy low, which really doesn't exist either. It's I mean, interesting though. Uh, the whole how people decide and get out of the car and if they've gotten out of their car and, and drove someplace, get out of the car again to talk to any random stranger, they are committed. It's just they're not even aware of that commitment. They want a home. So how do we talk to them to guide them to say that now is the time? Sometimes because people get attached to the process. So they get that attached to viewing the home. That does so you happen. have to kind of redirect and say, it's not going to get any better than this today. Not with your current income. If your income's not rising anytime soon, it's likely not going to get better because even rates are still dropping. Right. Rates are still lower than they were six weeks ago. Oh, for sure. And what I noticed is that many people were trying to show our homes, uh, we don't have any currently available, but Mm. 
when uh, they went up, they were thinking that they could show them on Monday, and we put them up on Friday, and they're gone by Monday, and they're disappointed and upset. Which say my husband is my husband works during the week, like the rest of us. Everybody, we're working. I get it, but how about you looking at it, and you know, you and your husband talking about it, and then coming to see it when you can, but you can't see it until you lock it down. So it's just, it's, it's, there's still a lot of articles that tell people that they should see the home three or four times before they commit to it. And right now is not that market. You cannot, you cannot see it three or four times before you commit to it. It's unfortunate. It really is. But you can't, or you're going to move on, or you have to lose a bunch of times to be able to say, I better lock it down. Well, that's more of what I was feeling, which is why I wanted to do the deny letters of when they weren't getting them is because I think that's happening so much more. I think people are learning that they can't do that. Unfortunately, they may be learning along the way, but I had like of the multiple offers that we got, there were three or four of them that were just so upset and disappointed. And yet I get it, but they've lost homes many times. And I had one that won where they've lost the last five. And I thought, well, that's fantastic. They learned their their offer was good. It was solid. It was negotiated well. It w- sometimes that's the route you have to take in order to be. I don't think that their realtors are probably not advising them correctly. I think they just don't believe because they've not experienced it. Sometimes you have to experience it to know. There's so many new agents too. Well, not bad or good. There's just a, a lot. lot. So they haven't experienced multiple multiple offer conversations how do you converse about it how do you uh help people relax not knowing is your biggest anxiety how do you carry them through the process so that they know look we're going to put an offer in three things are going to happen except reject and counter it's an offer it's not a contract contracts don't occur until both parties sign you don't have anything unless you write an offer correct and you have to expect that now that seller's thinking, I'm getting 300000 for my house, random number. I'm getting 300000 They're not going to be so apt to give that money away when you start asking for stuff. So you need to be cognizant of that and know you're not getting carpet or draperies or anything from the seller. That pizza party's over with. Well, additionally, there are so many offers and people are not hesitant to be backup offers right now. So it really keeps people that should be on the straight and narrow uh, on the straight and narrow, but there are those that really are. We take multiple. We'll take multiple we backup have them, offers. We have them on ours, and therefore, those that are fraying from that are going to be penalized because they're not being encouraged to understand that they can say no and move on. The moment you ask for it, if they say no, you're done. So be careful what you ask for. As is, is as is today. It's not normally. It's the really case, gone. Honestly. Sellers don't have to do anything. They don't. And it never really should have been that way. No, I felt like it, I agree. I and don't I hate, think it's and ever I really do I hate liked that it. it's that way. Like we have one today, there's little things and even though they don't have to, they're not even being requested in writing. They're just doing them because I think everybody wants to do the right thing. Some people are still are still acting as if they're putting an offer in like they did five years ago. It's Five, not, it's two. Not, yeah, it's not the same. It's, it's not like the same ball game. Two years ago, not the same ball. It's game. not the same ball game. So you have to be very cognizant of that and careful. I read another article. I read a lot on at night, 
it was a lot of people are like, where's all this cash coming from? All these cash buyers, where's it coming? They're 401ks. So they're borrowing against the 401k and buying to the house. To win the deal. And then they're going to go out and, and, get and get financing. And it's smart. It is smart, smart, except you better close on time. Oh, yeah. I Because mean, if you don't, then the backup offer comes into play. Right. But it is it is a good tactic if you've lost once or twice to figure to figure it out. Another tactic is paying the seller's closing costs. I've seen that. I've seen that. Pay the I mean, if you have it, pay the seller's closing costs. Limit sure. the seller's hit because the seller most often is paying the commission. Yeah. So pay some of that. It's just it's a gesture. They may or may not take it, but at least they know you're serious. Right. I think. I think that is really what I don't like, and which I will never. I will never. If they may bring it up, but I'm not offering leasebacks for nothing. So the seller gets to stay in your house. Now you've got to evict them. That's just what if bad. you get the crazy that's, seller? That's just bad, no matter what. There's so many. There's so many things that could go wrong. Leaseback for two months. First of all, it's a mortgage issue because you have to be in the home within a certain amount of time. It's an insurance issue. You don't have it as a rental. It's there's multiple things that could go wrong. Multiple. Um, well, there's that family in California. Yeah. And they weren't even supposed to stay in the home. There was no lease back. They just stayed well, and then, for 10 and months then their house, for free. And then their house isn't ready. And I mean, it, it is a domino effect in many ways. And there's so much that could go wrong. It wouldn't be something I would recommend. Not to a seller. No, I had sure. to have them sign a, a, a hold harmless. They're not going to hold me harmless if yeah. they decide to do something like that. Well, we just just write, I hold Patty harmless. <laughs> That's all you need Sign to here. Sign here. Thanks for listening. It's Patty Wilson at Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Have a great week. It's House Talk with a happy ending. Every time. <laughs>